0: Two games. Huh. Oh, come on. Mike Matheson suspended two games for interference in unsportsmanlike conduct. This is a butcher job by player safety in George Peros.
1: Leon Greisheim got a contract because Connor got a bigger one. And he got a lot of money because Connor got a lot of money. Kyle Dubas flew all the way to Switzerland to have a face to face with William Nylander. The Metropolitan
0: Division. The Atlantic Division. Two games. Oh, come on. Mike Matheson suspended two games for interference in unsportsmanlike conduct. This is a butcher job by player safety and
1: George Peros. Leon Greisheis got a contract because Connor got a bigger one. And he got a lot of money because Connor got a lot of money. Kyle Dubas flew all the way to Switzerland to have a face-to-face with William Nylander. And the scrappy Ottawa Senators 4-1 to over the Dallas Stars.
2: Rock Besser has done it again against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's got the
0: overtime game winner here tonight. Flames cool off the white-hot Bruins with a 5-2 victory in Calgary. And now here's an opportunity for Ross. That's just a rebound. Oh,
1: what a save by Rick! And the Minnesota Wild battled back with three unanswered to beat the Dallas Stars. So the truth is, we can't change the past. What's done is done. Putting ourselves on trial, acting as our own judge, jury and executioner, it's not the answer. Because a lot of the time, all that judging does is just to ensure that we're going to repeat the cycle. I'm not here to sit in judgment. Kicking the
2: hell out of yourself doesn't give meaning to anything. Against the Boards, episode four. Um, my name is Nathan. I'm a Calgary Flames fan, and I would like to read to Amanda and uh, Andy the Hockey Guy stage two of Down Goes Brown's stages of being a fan. You kind of thought they'd look better than this. Obviously, you knew they weren't going to go 82-0. and 0. <laughs> And a few losses are nothing to overreact to, but sometimes it's about the way that you lose, and you don't like the way this team is losing. Maybe it's the goaltending or the secondary scoring or the veteran star who seems just a step or two slower. But once you notice it, it's all you can see, and it continues. And if it continues, it's going to be an issue. Still, there's plenty of time to sort this stuff out. In a month or two, you probably won't even remember that any of this stuff was a concern. For now, let's just put a pin in it and see how the rest of the season plays out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Hi, everyone. I'm Amanda. I'm a Dallas Stars fan, and I love the stages of realizing your NHL team is terrible because we can all relate to each and every phase. But I can assure you guys and the cool billion that I am past stage two. (laughs) I am halfway down the list. I am so distraught about the Stars this year that I am just disgusted. And it really I mean, it keeps me up at night. Like I waited so long for October, and here it is, and it's shit it stinks. <laughs> Just taste, taste the filth.
2: Well, that being said, I think we should stay with Amanda and the Stars because, let's be honest, that's—I mean, this is a hockey fan support group podcast, and this is the the team that's currently down in the dumps.
1: I am going through it right now, you guys. Yeah. I really am. Well,
2: when we look at the last week of every team, we see that the Dallas Stars were 0-3-0, and with a 4-1 loss at Ottawa, a 3-0 shutout loss to the Devils, and a 3-1 loss at home to the Wild. Amanda, are they going to turn it around?
1: No. And you know why? Because they're trash. <laughs> but, but beyond that, so even just looking at this week coming up, so tomorrow we've got the Kings at home. By all accounts, and I'll get into the kings a little bit more later today, but we should be able to beat the kings. They're not very good. Except that the kings just got their asses handed to them and they're doing some deep thoughts, you know. They're looking inward, and so they're gonna come and they're gonna beat us, and then I'll have another loss to deal with.
2: Well, the kings had a had a closed door meeting. After the fourth yeah. straight loss. We don't know what that means. For a closed door meeting could mean a lot of things. Could, it, From my understanding, Drew Doughty just went off on his team. That's fine. So why is the assistant captain closing the door and going off on his team?
1: Because uh, he isn't a loser. I don't know.
2: Why not the captain?
1: Yeah, Who is the captain?
2: Anze Kopitar.
1: Well, he's probably a pussy. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's like my broken English won't do. Drew, you take over.
2: Hey, maybe he does his leading on the ice, which is also not working. Um, well yeah, maybe I mean it could go either way. You're talking about a stars team that could end up having its own closed door meeting after tomorrow night, or the Kings could just be a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean it's a toss up really with them. Um I I'm kinda I'm for you know, for our sake, for everybody's sake on this show, I'm hoping that they are just a dumpster fire and then we can all get easy points off them for the rest of the season, but
2: well, what happens after that? We go. They they're at home against mm-hmm. against the Kings tomorrow, mm-hmm. and they're at home against Anaheim on Thursday, mm-hmm. and again Anaheim's a little scary because they might be looking for vengeance after that, yeah, last game, and then at Detroit at winless Detroit on Sunday.
1: Well, I think they, 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 Detroit beat somebody.
0: Yeah, they have one win. Yeah,
1: they, they
2: won
0: their last game. Oh, well, they have a they minus.
2: They have a minus seventeen goal differential. So. This is
1: true. <laughs>
2: back, back it up, hockey, Andy. <laughs> I'm saying, well, this is a de- hey, you know, Anaheim's not like firing on all cylinders or anything. They lost what last night to somebody. Who did they lose last night to?
0: They're on a two-game losing streak right now.
2: Yeah, they lost to Buffalo. So what the yeah. fuck? I mean, this is a doable week. This is- Kings, Ducks, Red Wings. This is a. There's reason to be optimistic here. I know that it's probably. Not going to happen. Our
1: road trip was also doable, and we lost both of those games.
2: Senators Ottawa
1: has a better record than us right now. (laughs) Put that in your pipe and smoke it.
2: Senators were surprising, are surprising.
0: They've uh, won three in a row, the exact opposite of the Stars right now.
1: Thanks, Hockey Andy. Anytime. With that,
2: let's talk about Elias Peterson and his concussion.
0: (laughs) Oh, he skated with the team today, and he's going on the road trip. He's not playing Mm. tonight but possibly the next game.
2: Well, apparently he doesn't have to play for them to win because somehow the Vancouver Canucks are winning.
0: Vancouver has the exact same record as Calgary.
2: Yeah, and I don't... I mean, Amanda, do you really think that the Canucks are going to keep this up? I mean, they're going to play the Capitals tonight. The Capitals are big. They're heavy. They're going to drill them, aren't they?
1: I'm excited to watch it. As much as I want to support my co-host, Hockey Andy, I don't think that the Canucks can keep it up. And... More importantly, I think that you know we've got some underperforming um, folks in the Pacific right now, and that's not going to last either. So we can look forward to uh, Vancouver falling down where they belong in the dumpster.
0: All I very think true. that Tom Wilson not playing is a big boon for Vancouver as they don't appear to stick up for themselves. So there's a chance they could win. It if was. Wilson was on the ice, he'd just knock the whole team over and, uh, and they'd just stand there stunned looking at, at him. Well, Evgeny, Maybe Ovechkin will do that.
2: Evgeny Kuznetsov has recorded 11 points, four goals, and seven assists in nine career games versus the Canucks. Well, that's fine.
0: The Vancouver is not like Calgary, who just broke that 10 year record. Congratulations, Nathan.
2: Thank you. I like these transitions that we're doing. We're like tossing the ball to each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we jump over to Calgary, let's just quickly review last week. Uh, for the Canucks. They are tied for second in the Pacific. And these were, again, I I point to the Leafs. Uh, I think in a previous episode, I pointed out that a lot of their game winning goals were off the power play and they were winning games in overtime. And here we have a similar trend where the Canucks are winning games in overtime. Yeah, but they're
0: winning against teams that should be annihilating them.
2: Well, yeah, they beat the Penguins, sure, and they did an OT win at home over the Bruins, which I'm sure was very satisfying for the Canucks faithful.
0: Both of those teams should should have done a much better job. Vancouver, the great thing about Vancouver is that every other team is going to underestimate them and go in thinking it's going to be a nap when all the teams are actually so close in skill level that when you do that, you lose.
1: That is a good point. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So I expect them to be tied with Calgary, playing Calgary at the last game of the season, and the winner's going to go to the playoffs. Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is an oddly specific prediction. Write it down.
2: Yeah. Well, don't forget the 4-1 loss to the Jets that happened there as well. Yeah. All right. And the 2-1 win overtime. Wasn't that Horvat? Didn't you drop him in fantasy?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> also. Yeah, their, their loss is uh, 7-4 to Calgary, 5-3 to Calgary, Carolina who are they the darling this year 4-1 to
2: Carolina is not the darling
0: they're right up there
2: mm. they don't have the goaltending yeah I'm just going to keep
0: poking at them you do that mm-hmm. I'm going to start picking up all the players on Carolina oh
2: <laughs> okay well you'll get a lot of shots on goal but you won't get any points yeah. oh zing um, just want to quickly point out that I am leading the fantasy uh, league the first place
1: Mm. Mm. only and took you how many weeks? <laughs> I'm in a slump right now. I will get back on top where I belong. Okay.
0: Uh, I am second last where I've spent the majority of time.
1: <laughs> being.
2: That's where we like you. Calgary yep. uh, Flames also, yeah, tied with the Canucks for second in the Pacific. 2-1-0 oh as well. 5-2 win over the Bruins. 5-3 loss to the Predators and a 4-1 win over the Rangers with Riddich stopping like 44 of 45 it was crazy
0: (laughs) yeah he's uh took a lot of shots that game
2: yeah he's got a lot of he's a little funny guy too he's got some things going on there he's like uh doing little motions or he's spar. he's like using his hand to sprinkle salt on the over something i don't know he was doing something to like mark the the beat of the streak interesting yeah plus he's raising his hands up in the air in the colorado game as Goudreau's going in, he's already he, he knows it's already over. He's like, still like a very boisterous, animated fellow. Uh whatever. That's boring. What the what isn't boring is that the Calgary Flames don't have any problems scoring goals. These are five two, five three loss, four one win. They're scoring goals
1: for now, yeah,
0: which is good for uh, them and Johnny Hoggy.
2: <laughs> for now. No, Uh all of the shits in the rearview mirror. Nothing but smooth sailing from here on out.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. which uh,
0: which level is nathan at right now being a fan
1: oh no he's excited he's yeah. got playoffs in his eyes everything is hunky dory he's already written off everybody you know edmonton los angeles arizona vancouver that puts him squarely in a wild card spot at worst he's hmm.
0: well the plus side is uh for nathan and myself is that the pacific division is definitely the worst division in the NHL.
2: I'm going to make an argument against that pretty soon. Well,
0: you go ahead and do that.
2: Uh, Calgary is at Montreal tomorrow versus the Penguins on Thursday and versus Washington on Saturday.
1: That's a tough, tough trip.
2: Vancouver's got four games this week. Yep. Versus Washington tonight, at Vegas Wednesday, at Arizona Thursday, versus the Penguins on Saturday.
1: hmm could come up with fifty-fifty on that.
0: Well, or sixty-six percent this last week. So mm-hmm. I'm Don't thinking seventy-five seems like a good number.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the Flames could go zero and three this week, and Dallas could go three and zero, and the Canucks could go fuck themselves. I okay. I
0: feel like uh, Vancouver is going to beat Washington, beat Vegas, lose to Arizona, and beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> that seems like the the way things would roll.
2: Well, let's go around the league, shall we?
0: Yes, let's. The Metropolitan Division.
2: Okay. So, the Metro. Uh, Pittsburgh shuts out the Leafs in Murray's return to the net. But is this division the true dumpster fire?
1: Hmm
2: Carolina leads it with only nine points. Ottawa, who is sixth place in the Atlantic, has nine points in one fewer game than Carolina. Are you telling me that Carolina's the darling when sixth place in the Atlantic... Has the same
0: points with one fewer game. Well, you gotta keep in mind that Jersey and Pittsburgh are two games back and one point behind. Still They're gonna Carolina's gonna disappear. Pittsburgh's gonna run away with this division at the end of the year.
2: Okay. Um, did you wanna take a second and get Crosby's dick out of your mouth?
0: Nope. I'm happy where it is.
2: I am <laughs> gonna be cheering for Pittsburgh against Edmonton, but that's probably the only game I'll cheer for them in.
1: Yeah, I just can't get on board with them. They're boring to me.
0: It's hard to cheer for a winner.
1: It is. It's tough.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, it's easy when you bandwagon jump from winner to winner, except for the ones with true champions on them.
0: <laughs> There's a one, one champion on that team. The Atlantic Division.
2: Okay, so the Atlantic, I just want to point out Toronto, Tampa Bay, Montreal, Boston, and Buffalo all have more points than Carolina. I have a question.
1: Hey, yes. Ted, hey, Ted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hang on.
2: <laughs> Toronto. Everybody's focused on this Nylander shit.
0: Oh, it doesn't even matter.
2: But you know what would really fuck them? What if Arizona offersheeted Matthews?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: He's from Arizona.
0: Yeah, he wants to play there, I think.
2: Do you, are you being sarcastic?
0: No, I think he wants to play there.
2: Okay, so Arizona has more than enough cap hit, uh, is not interested in spending to the cap unless they move to Houston.
0: So why wouldn't they? Why
2: wouldn't they offer sheet Matthews at the full 20% at $16 million? Oh, man. Toronto wouldn't be able to match it. They'd have to let okay, him go.
1: Explain to me how these offer sheets work. Well,
2: okay. uh, there's a whole bunch of different levels of compensation, but the compensation is based off, well, it's draft pick compensation, but it's based off of uh, a five-year total contract. So if Arizona signed Matthews to an offer sheet of, I don't know, seven years at, let's say, even $14 million or something like that, then you'd have to take the total value of the contract, seven times 14, divide it by five, and that gives you your uh, the average value of the contract that would be considered in the regards of the compensation. Basically, they'd have to surrender, like, what is it three or four first round picks
1: Whoa! Well, but
2: matthews is from arizona arizona has more than enough cap space and that would just screw the leafs hard
0: is that do you think matthews though because he's gonna be winning with toronto more than losing and arizona is
2: fucked well he's got to sign the offer sheet for it to matter
0: yeah it's just, I don't know. It's just an interesting. Thought. I think that his his move for Arizona is after his his first contract, his first real contract with Toronto, hmm. and th- they might be in a different place by then. Yeah, well, he I'm, might miss the opportunity to play with Arizona forever. This is all true.
2: All of that is true. Mm, looks like Tampa Bay is surging. They have a plus ten differential. They're going to take over this division. They're one point behind Toronto with two fewer games. It's over, folks. Tampa Bay is going to take hold of this thing and never look back. <laughs> And anyone who doubted them is ridiculous. Also, I'd like to point out New Jersey is a plus eight differential. And everyone around them in that division is either like plus one or zero or minus three.
0: Jersey's only had one away game and they lost their one away game.
2: Valid points. It's early. Valid points. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: The Central Division.
2: Colorado is not regressing.
1: No, (laughs) they're not.
2: (laughs) This division is going to be a bloodbath.
0: Yeah, this might be the uh, best division in the league.
1: I want to go back to um, our first episode <laughs> where uh, Nathan asked me who would finish first and last and this, that, and the other thing. Dallas is going to finish last. <laughs> no. Yeah, they will. Who Who's going to be worse?
0: Uh, Minnesota. My,
1: they beat us. And wow. my only chance, I think, is St. Louis, who's like weirdly off to a rocky start, too.
0: I think St. Louis is going to get better. Minnesota is going to get worse. Mm -hmm.
2: Agree with that. I think Chicago can't sustain what they're doing either. I think Chicago and Minnesota drop.
0: Oh, my God. There's definitely five teams are making the playoffs in the Central. uh,
2: (laughs) I don't know about that. I think it might be a bloodbath between Dallas and St. Louis. Duke them out. But I want to propose a trade to you because recently I started thinking Nashville, Mm -hmm. after Saros went in, it's quite evident that Saros is a nice cheap option nashville's never wanted to be a cap team they pay they started spending more money because they got a taste of success and pecorine's contract is big and long and it's the first goalie they ever paid so why wouldn't they move him nashville's known for doing these weird trades i was trying to speculate in my mind where Pekka would fit or what a trade with Pekka would look like and i look at carolina and i look at the islanders and man islanders could really use
0: them and wh- who would they get back what would come back? a bunch of picks?
2: uh yeah, high high draft pick and probably prospect of their choice, Michael Dalcole maybe
1: which plays into your whole you know theory about Nashville in the first place. they don't want to pay anybody anyway, so they don't really want like a marquee player back. Mm-hmm. They'd rather have yeah. cheap young
0: but they could still get a really good player that's worth half as much. That's
2: true. The other thought I had was a straight across, uh, uh, Pecarine for Bobrovsky in Colorado. Or in Columbus. Columbus gets a long-term Pecorine contract, and Bobrovsky...
0: I think he's on his way out.
2: Yeah, he's on his way out anyway. And then yeah. they get to... You know, Nashville gets to dump him at the end of the year. Maybe Columbus throws in a first-rounder
0: or something. Yeah, that's interesting. Bobrovsky like, who, gets do you, a shot. who do you value as the better goalie? Because yeah. uh, Rene's won playoffs, and Bobrovsky hasn't at all mm-hmm. won a series. Yeah. So, Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's all loose
0: speculation
2: and stupidity. I'm just... I'm just throwing shit to the wind. I mean, they're 14 points. They're 7-1. and one, They've got plus 12 differential. Nashville looks like a fucking juggernaut. They're shutting out Edmonton. Thank God.
0: Well, all they have to do is take care of one player. I mean...
2: Well, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to move Pekka, so why would they? He's just... Right. You know, there's no reason to do it. It's just...
0: I uh, I meant playing against Edmonton. They only had to take care of one player.
2: Well, that's what... Shut uh, up the yeah, Well... <laughs> Apparently, Winnipeg couldn't handle that task. So, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, All I know is I listened to the 31 Thoughts podcast, and they just wouldn't shut up about McDavid and how he's, uh, you know, averaging over 19 20 in ice time. And, you know, the last forward that did that for an entire season was Pavel Bure in 2000, 2001 with the Panthers. And at some point. You just got to say, look, that's great that they're sending him over the boards to put the team on his back and win games, but don't talk to me about how much of a team guy he is, and don't talk to me about you know glorifying his ability to step on the ice and, and just rack up the points in honor of his team. Any injury Sorry. to this guy will devastate that team.
0: McDavid right now plays five more minutes a game than the number one point scorer in the league and is well back. Yeah
2: whatever he has shit shit to work with around him and you know you can only do so much with tinfoil yeah and i hate how they're bringing up the business side of it too like saying like the three-year leases on the rogers arena boxes are expiring so they have to have a good year like shut up
0: Um. (laughs) if mcdavid's on the team it doesn't matter if they're gonna sell tickets i don't know that Um. shouldn't be a problem when you have the face of the NHL on your team selling tickets selling in a Canadian NFL. city. <laughs> like Yeah, I guess
2: so. I don't know. I wouldn't go see him.
0: Could you imagine if one of these guys was on the flames? I'll tell you a little story. You've got two of
2: them. I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> a friend of a friend had Edmonton Oilers season tickets. Actually, they were in a pool uh, with like 10 other people. And they all paid their one tenth, and they all got to choose, got together and chose which games were were whose games and all that stuff, and it was great fun. When they built that new arena and McDavid hit the scene, the price went up so much for season tickets that he stopped buying one tenth of a season ticket.
0: Yeah, well, what you can't afford, you can't afford, and that happens. Mm -hmm. Vancouver, you can get Vancouver tickets now, and that was not the case a while ago. (laughs) Well,
2: have you been to a Vancouver Canucks game in the GM Place?
0: No. I've uh, watched them a few times at the Saladome.
2: The Pacific Division is, well, let's just say what everybody's thinking. The Calgary Flames can win this division.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what's on everybody's mind.
2: (laughs) They have have the best goal differential of any team in the Pacific. Uh,
0: By one. They have one more than San Jose.
2: Right. And San Jose, I'm... Fine, sharing that company.
0: That San fine. Jose hasn't woken up yet.
2: Mm.
1: They're going to.
2: Sure. Yeah. Shit on. Shit on my happiness,
0: <laughs> Nathan. It's fine. They're not going to be number one. And what the fuck can Anaheim just lose? Yeah. Please.
2: Sick and tired of them. Except I will say I'm stunned at how I have Gibson in my fantasy, and even when he loses, he gets great numbers. <laughs> 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 the, guy's, the guy's a monster <laughs> like 940 save percentage and losses it's like yeah go ahead win lose Jeez. don't care gibson you're my man
1: well i hope you're right i do need at least my backup backup team to be successful there
2: you go see it's not all sadness there's always a reason to be optimistic with sports that's why i really enjoy uh your hockey fandom amanda mm. because the the depression and devastation is so deep and awful on on friday night when you went to the wild game it was like just terrible but then by sunday night you're like back on the horse like what trades do we need to make to make this to to fix this (laughs) (laughs) what do we need to do how do we get just
1: like throw money at the problem (laughs) yeah
2: yeah she's like so talk to me about nylander (laughs) 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 who's who's to say a trade can't happen and i started telling her Nylander's production is tied to Matthews and that his value is suspect because like almost all of his points are in some form connected to a generational player.
0: That's like anyone who played with the Sedins for Vancouver.
2: Got overpaid. Yeah. Right. So that's a problem. So we started talking Panarin. We started talking a trade to get Panarin out of Columbus.
1: Yeah. That's a good pickup. Did you tell me or did I tell you or did I only tell myself that Stephen Johns finished a practice today?
2: Uh, I sent you an a tweet, but you may have seen it on your own as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: I need my only real defenseman back on defense.
0: Yeah, that's what needs to go to uh, Dallas is uh, a real a real defenseman.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's see what, uh, we, we made up a trade proposal. Let's see if the, because, you know, we, we've got star glasses on, Amanda. Yeah. You know, we got googly eyes. So let's
1: get a neutral party.
2: Right. Neutral party. How would you feel if you saw this trade happen? Would you say way too much in Columbus's favor or way too much in Dallas's favor? So to Dallas, Artemi Panarin and David Savard. To Columbus, 2019 first round pick, Valerie Nikushkin, Matias Janmark and Julius Honka.
0: I feel like that is uh, Amanda's question to answer, but I have an opinion.
1: <laughs> no, I want you to answer it. I yeah. want you.
0: I think Dallas wins in that.
1: Right?
2: <laughs> but do you, th- do you think it's a fair trade though?
0: Yeah. No, I don't think it would happen, no. Hmm. Cause our, Panarin,
2: Panarin's value is lower. You have to think. Panarin's value is lower because there's speculation that he doesn't want to remain in Columbus, so they don't have a lot of leverage to get rid of him.
0: Panarin's a beast, though. He is a beast. Yeah,
2: I was telling her. He's a, an example. He's an 80-plus-point player that played with Kane and without Kane and got 80 points both yeah, times. Yeah, he got
0: 80 points both, both times. That's what happens when you play in a men's league, and then they give you rookie of the year. After playing in a, in a professional league for three years.
2: So you think you think Dallas has to sweeten the deal, even though Panarin's on an expiring contract?
0: Panarin's on an expiring contract.
2: Dallas has to re-sign him or, it's, or they lose.
0: Yeah, they'd still need to do it. I'm pretty sure that they would end up ha- talking to him, though, and being like, so you're going to sign, right?
2: Yeah, okay, fair. They would probably secure that he would get permission to speak to his agent and then confirm that yeah. he would resign. Hey, do you want to come to Texas and pay less taxes? Good? Okay, we're good. Yeah, no, we're good to go.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Dallas, they have the pieces. That's what everybody says all the time. They have the pieces. Maybe they just need you to finish the puzzle.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they've been saying the same thing about Calgary for years. <laughs> Best defense in the league. On paper. <laughs> On paper, Calgary should have been in the playoffs, well yeah. into the playoffs. Well, they finally
2: got rid of that bum, Hamilton. Thank God.
0: <laughs> uh, he was the. He was I thought the you were link. happy when he came.
2: He was the weak link. I was initially. And then my dad started talking shit about him, and I was like, "Really?" And I started watching him play, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." So Brody played with Giordano. Brody was really good. Everybody freaked out about Brody. Brody stopped playing with Giordano. Not as good. Hamilton. We don't even know who he is. He played with Zdeno Chara, and he played with Mark Giordano. He's playing with like Norris Trophy caliber defensemen. How can you say that he's what he is? He's completely overvalued. I have no idea who De- who Hamilton is. I don't think anybody should say they do.
0: He's a he's a guy that can play with Norris Caliber defensemen. Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. See, this is
2: why. This is why you
0: understand. That's his role.
2: I think that's also a problematic trade, though, because uh, Jan Mark's a pretty versatile centerman. So who who replaces that in the lineup? Yeah, I don't know. That's brutal. It's tough because you have to give up something to get something, and it's you know you'd like you'd like to say here. Would you like Martin Hansel?
1: <laughs> yeah. We all have buyer's remorse on that one.
2: Here's a video of him doing crunches. Look at that back roll. He is good to go.
1: Ugh. I feel like we just have really bad luck. <laughs> like that was the worst yeah. luck. Although, no, that's not true. He had had two prior back surgeries. Who buys that? Us. Fucking the gyms. The gyms.
2: <laughs> We're the gyms.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what we mean. The gyms, mm-hmm.
2: the brain trust in Dallas, the gyms. Yeah, well, he apparently passed a physical before he signed that deal, and now he's just going to sit on long-term injury tax-free, baby. Nice work, Marty. Nice work, pal. <laughs> that's another thing, too, about that trade, um, Andy, is that if Hansel comes off of long-term injury reserve, that trade doesn't work. There's too much money
0: yeah. involved. Oh, yeah. So I just got to go get someone to pat him on the back real hard. Uh, oh, you're feeling better.
1: <laughs> Just start punching him right in the kidneys. Yeah, yeah, his his back's
2: better be developed a skin condition.
0: He's, yeah, he's
1: al- he's allergic to the equipment. <laughs>
2: yeah, his skin itches.
0: His on sweat. He's allergic to sweating.
2: Yeah, exactly. He'll
0: exactly. never play sports again.
2: Yeah, his name is Marian Hosa, and that no. was a fucking joke. Okay, is it time for straight shooting? Sure, let's do it. I I thought it was probably one of the worst hockey games I've been involved in.
1: If I had run
2: my team into the sewer like that, I wouldn't throw a grenade at the other 29 teams.
0: I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I'm watching that thing. I think it's an act of desperation from the GMs fighting to keep the job. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens.
2: People should know that what they read and hear about our team is accurate and fair.
0: I, I couldn't be more disgusted and dis I don't know what to tell you. Did you ask them?
1: <sighs> ah, welcome. Uh, I think I alluded to it earlier, but tonight on straight shooting, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Kings and their two five one record with a negative thirteen gold differential. What is going on in California? So bad right now, and this really the reason I wanted to bring them up tonight is because I sort of got another punch to the gut when I was reading something about the Kings. One of my favorite articles that comes out is uh, the power rankings, which come out I guess every week. And um, the uh, the Kings made the bottom five naturally, um, but uh, then it says, and I'll, I'll quote. The Kings get the Stars, Wild, and Rangers this week, which offers up a chance to turn things around. I just think that's <laughs> rude.
0: Um, Los Angeles has been known to win a lot of games 2-1. to one. Uh-huh. So when all of a sudden you can't play against teams that score goals, you're screwed. That's what's happening to the Los Angeles Kings. They can't play in this new high-octane High-scoring environment of the NHL. Uh, it's also the core age. What are they like? Fifty-five now?
2: <laughs> no, but here, if I look them up on, oh, wait a second, I'll look them up. Dun, 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 dun. I was looking at this uh, earlier this year before the season started. I was looking at the core of these so-called championship teams—teams teams that used to be champions—and you got. Kopitar, Jeff Carter, Mm, yeah, Kopitar, Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown, uh, Drew Doughty, uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick. So, would you say that that's generally the kind of the core that they won the Stanley Cup with, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. So, Kopitar's 31, Carter's 33, uh, Drew Doughty's 28, so he's more in the wheelhouse. Jonathan Quick's 32, and Dustin Brown, currently on IR, is 33. So... This core is old as fuck.
1: And I read that I guess they added. Did you say Kovalchuk?
2: Oh yes, don't forget, thirty-five year old.
1: Thirty-five years old.
2: Ilya Kovalchuk. That's the answer.
0: Well, <laughs> they could all turn into yogers. And let's what sign him for fifty-five.
2: Let's sign him for three years until 2021. So the Kings are going to have Kovalchuk on their cap at a 35 plus no-movement clause contract, can't be bought out, can't be moved, can't be traded, 6.2 until he's 38. Meanwhile, Anze Kopitar is signed until 2025 at $10 million a season. So he's going to be 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. He's going to be a 36-year-old $10 million cap hit at the end of that deal, and he has a no-movement clause. Dion Fanouf is on this team <laughs> at 33 years old, making $5.2 million. Oh. Alec Martinez is 31 years old. Jake Muzzin, surprisingly, is 29 years old. I had no idea he was pushing 30. This is not a, renaiss- or like a reemergence of the Kings. That is not happening. They're tanking.
1: They're tanking, and they don't seem to have a, a viable way to fix it mm. with the money that they've spent, like you've said. And these guys are not going to, you know, there's no fountain of use. So.
2: The Hawks are a more viable team that way because Kane and Taze are only 29 and 30 mm-hmm. but they both make 10 and a half million. and Seabrook and Keith are 33 and Keith is 35 oh I had no idea he was 35 but had, and Corey, they, Corey Crawford is 33 I had no idea he was 33
0: all the um pundits say that defensemen are good when they're 30 like that's when they start to be who they are as hockey players.
1: Oh, because they get slower and it's like, yeah, I'll just throw my body into another human body. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I think they, they got to make smart decisions because their body can't keep up.
1: Oh. Well, that's, that's fair. That's probably more accurate. Hockey but Andy, but
0: <laughs> it's not, I mean, the Hawks will only
2: go as far as Taves and Kane and Seabrook and Keith take them unless they get replaced.
0: Yeah. But they, but they, they Taves all have is the winner.
2: Yeah, he is. And they're but they all have no movement clauses and they're on the cap forever. Like Keith signed a contract way back in the day before the CBA, current C B A closed the long term contract loophole. Keith had like a fifteen year deal or something. He's he's on the he's on the cap until he's thirty nine. What? Yeah, he had a thirteen year yeah. contract.
0: And how long can a guy that had continually plays injured throughout the playoffs hmm. do that before his body just stops working.
2: His cap hit of 5.5 is quite reasonable now in 2018, but I don't, I don't know. I, d- I just don't see, like I used to look at these teams and say, oh wow, like something's materializing here, you know, but now like, I look at these
0: teams already materialized, right? I look so, at these
2: teams now and I just don't, I don't see it. I, I, you know, maybe they stay a little relevant, but I not in that fucking division. Not when you look at the jets and the predators and the avalanche,
1: what is with the avalanche? <laughs>
2: I'm looking at the ages of these guys and they're just like that. The core of those teams are like hitting their
1: wheelhouse. Oh, also straight talk. Uh The jets third jerseys Uh fucking terrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like them either. The color
1: is weird.
0: Yeah.
2: They're, they're gross.
1: They're gross. They're ugly. Throw those away. Those were bad choice.
2: I think this trade for Dallas with Panarin, I think they should do it now.
1: That we've made up.
2: <laughs> no, I do. Because I look at their age group, and Radulov's 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben is 29. T- Sagan's 26. So that's good. Uh, that makes that contract look really good. Because 26 years old, like it's, it's understood unrestricted free agency is you know either, I think, 28 years old or 27 or when you've played seven years in the league. So because Sagan came in at 18, he hit UFA status sooner than everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's a great deal. And uh, you got Faxa at 24, uh, Jam Marks 25. I, I would love for them to be able to do just a Panarin deal um, and give up less. Like give up just to
1: too.
2: just Honka and maybe a first overall.
1: And we'll give you Spezza for free here. Yeah. Please. Oh, come on. We'll Take retain care. his salary even. We just don't want him on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Well, he's got a full no-move clause, so he's not right, going... Neville. It's up I to know. him where he goes. But yeah, I I don't know. I just, I see like an opportunity for the stars. They just need to double down and get something. Because Heiskanen's 19, you get three years of him at great, you know, $900,000 money. Add something. Go be out. Good. Be bold. Let's do be this.
1: Good. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: And don't forget to give Niemi his $1.5 million check this year.
1: Just sit on the Montreal bench.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That was a good talk, guys. It was. Do you have anything else you want to add, or should we go watch uh, the Capitals beat the shit out of the Va- Vancouver Canucks?
1: I'm ready to watch. All right.